Hey everyone, welcome to our bonus episode. Bonus, 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 bonus. Woohoo. We're really excited, obviously. We get to tell listener stories and our own personal stories. My heart is kind of pumping right now. Really? Yeah, because I'm going to read this story. Yeah. Um, Dylan's going to read a story. Yeah, I'm going to read a story, guys. Holy fuck. It's crazy. I told him. No pressure or anything. It's just a fun little story. Yeah. Normally, I'm just sitting over here at the computer and just using the fucking board to turn stuff down, turn stuff up, hit music cues, and now I get to fucking read. Yeah. I'm so nervous. But you have a huge computer in front of you, so that helps instead of a little phone or something. Right. Yeah, because you just use your phone. Usually, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into it right away. No, would you rather this week? Because we're just going to dive right into these stories. Yeah, because it's just a bonus episode and it's a bunch of hodgepodge of crazy stories. So. Yep. All right. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I'm so lost. So I kind of spaced for a minute there. Um, like a can you shut your dirty trap? All right. So we're going to start out with the story that we were going to read in the last episode, um, which was mother-in-law from hell, but we just didn't really have time or really feel like it. So we're going to read it now. <laughs> More or less tired and we had stuff to do. Yeah. Also, I forgot to... <laughs> Never mind. I was just... Just go on. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So this one, it was posted in 2018, so quite a while ago, but I caught my future mother-in-law trying to squeeze into my wedding dress. Spoiler, it didn't go well. First time poster, but long time lurker. Hi, everyone. I've been engaged to my fiance for a year. We're planning to be married in December in Columbia, and of course, I'm beyond pumped. It's going to be a destination wedding for us, and I was very happy that I was able to talk him into having one. My soon-to-be mother-in-law is extremely upset about this. I always knew that she wasn't really my biggest fan. She's polite and very fake friendly. But she'll do things like sit on my fiancé's lap or tuck his hair behind his ear and cut his food for him. On occasion, she actually fed him in public oh my god however to me my fiance's credit once i told him that i thought it was beyond weird it never happened again future mother-in-law is very upset about our destination wedding she thinks we'll all be murdered bitches constantly talk about the cost of her airfare the size of the wedding and the guests that won't be able to come the thought of my fiance getting malaria and the fact that she hates no one in Colombia speaks English. You get the picture. I try to limit her exposure to my wedding planning, though when I do this, she complains to my fiancé behind my back on how she's being excluded. She came over yesterday, theoretically to, to see our new house, but instead offered the following criticism. She hates my engagement ring, it's far too extravagant, and there are children starving in Africa and people die for those rocks. It's a moissanite, which is a f- like not really fake diamond, but yeah, kind of a fake diamond. Is it like it's like the lab? I think it's a lab grown one. Like the might be lab grown, but they're like they look exactly like diamonds, but they're cheap as hell. Yeah. So moissanite. Yep. How do you M O I S S A N I T E. I Z T. I T E. Oh, I T E. I don't know what I've never heard of that before. It's essentially like a diamond, but well, yeah, I see. I know that, that it's, it's cheaper. Diamond, chemically formed, rare okay. mineral discovered by the French chemist Henri Moisin in ni- 1893. Okay. It's a naturally occurring silicone carbonite carbide. So, isn't that what a diamond is? Because a diamond. Is a, a essentially a carbide. I think so. But maybe there's it's easier to make this or there's more of this. I don't I honestly don't really know. Uh 
I don't know either. But either way, I know that it's way cheaper to get a boys a night, you know, but instead of paying like a thousand or whatever per carrot, I don't know if that's true, but you pay like half, if not less. Okay, so this is what this says. Moissanite is not a synthetic diamond or the often dreaded cubic zirconia. It is a totally separate gemstone that is naturally occurring through extremely rare and found meteorites. Oh. So, it's a, I mean, it's a diamond. Cool. I just think they're probably a little bit cheaper. This one is $270,000. Oh, my God. So, I don't think that one's cheaper. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, sorry. That's I okay. I just, just in case any, but any of our listeners don't know what Moisey well, is. I also wanted to know. So, all right, back onto the criticisms. Our house is an extravagant display of wealth and just isn't us. It's a townhouse that we got to steal on. I'm getting fat. I need to watch the calories so I can fit into my dress. Future mother-in-law is bragging about her diet and how chic and slenderizing her mother of the bride's dress is. This delightful conversation was interrupted by my fiance asking me to help him put a bed in the spare guest room together. So I left future mother-in-law to her own devices and Netflix while I helped. About 40 minutes into assembly, I went to go take a a bathroom break and headed into the master bedroom. And what do I find but future mother-in-law struggling to yank my dress over her head, but was freaking stuck. I blurted out, what the hell? And she immediately started screaming, oh my God, oh my God, oh God. At that point, my number one concern was her tearing the sheer back of my dress, so I rushed over to help her. It was not all for, it was all, oh my gosh. It was all for not as she managed to scratch her way through the back of the dress and completely destroy the sheer material. She burst the side zipper of the dress and got a dirty footprint on the train. I asked her as soon as I got her out of the dress, and I wanted to know with a huge amount of disgust, that she was wearing no underwear. I asked her what the hell she was thinking. She responded that she was just trying to make sure the dress would fit me, because if the dress didn't fit her, then it obviously wouldn't fit me too. It didn't fit her. If it didn't fit her, then I obviously had some work to do. Never mind that I had just had my final fitting and it fit like a glove. My future fiancé is, or my future husband, I guess, is very disturbed by what happened. I'm also disturbed, mostly because I doubt she was trying to just try on the dress for funsies. There was also a bouquet of dried flowers on the bread on the bed that wasn't there before. I think the bitch was actually trying to pretend she was the bride, which for so many reasons is so wrong. She hasn't offered to pay for any of the repairs to the dress. Um, a section of the train is ripped I have no idea how much it's going to cost until I can get to the seamstress tomorrow. In the meantime, in lieu of an apology, she's lecturing me on spending so much money on a wedding dress and clearly the trouble she had getting into the dress was a sign to get something less dramatic and ostentatious. It's taking everything in me to tell her not to pound sand. I swear my fucking Galia Lahav dress to my god, I'll wear my Galia Lahav dressed to my goddamn grave and she better not say anything about it oh my god so this is the mother future mother-in-law right yeah that's so fucked so fucked all right we're going to the back or back to the beginning of the story she fed her son and would like tuck his hair behind his ear and shit yeah, this, this is a grown ass man. Yeah, I don't know why wouldn't the son tell his mom, "Hey, you need to pay to fix this." I don't know because either he's paying for it or she's paying for it. They're getting married, right? I mean, I would move far away from this woman. Yeah, very far away. You broke it. You fucking fix it. Right. Like. Why be so childish and immature to try on this dress? You know? Oh, my God. So there's a really, really long update. And I, I'm i not going to read it because we have some other stories. But 
the gist of it was um her fiance was like soothing his mother about the whole thing and was like kind of on his mother's side and finally he like op freaked out and started to cry and was like gonna leave him and he it snapped in his mind so they started going to uh therapy together so that was the like really long update that was just the basic gist of it and then i have kind of a a really short like final update that i'll read if you're up for it yeah that's fine okay all right so continuing Um, let me get to where I need to go. All right. So there's several new things to report. One being that my fiance has kept his end of the bargain, which was going to therapy with her and um, cutting his mother out of contact with him. And he's he's had no contact with future mother-in-law. How do I know? I'm religiously checking his accounts and she's also losing her mind. This week, I woken up to the following. My ring app has gone off four times at all. All at odd hours of the night. It's her. I have footage of her shoving notes under my door. Nasty notes shoved under the door demanding to talk to my fiancé slash accusing me of driving a wedge between them. Text messages asking why I'm forbidding contact between fiancé and his mother and how unnatural it is to stop a son from seeing his mother. I'm going to burn in hell and I'm a disgrace, disgrace, my gosh, to womanhood. She's come to my work, and when I refused to see her, security escorted her out. When I pulled out of the parking garage, I saw her waiting by the employee entrance. Fiance and I typically go shopping on Wednesday. She knows this because she has gone with us a couple of times. Guess who was waiting for us in the parking lot at 7 p.m.? We didn't get out of the car at, until um, after we saw her pacing around the entrance. I'm documenting everything just in case she continues to get crazier. Fiance and I will be going to the local police department tomorrow to file a report and looking look into getting a temporary restraining order. Thank you to everyone who's offered me kind words, support, and even offered baked goods. I really appreciate you. This lady is full on crazy. Yeah. Showing up at your work and where you go sh- grocery shopping? Yeah. She is furious that her son, well, what we were talking about before, the whole, this is like enmeshment, basically, like the mother groomed or trained the son to be the perfect partner. Right. She's losing her son, so she's losing her perfect partner, and she can't cope with that. She can't stand that. So she's doing these crazy measures, which is just nuts. What if my mom did that? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Um... We probably wouldn't be married. Oh, God. I've, I'm just being honest with you. Oh, but whatever. No, your mom. We literally just saw your mom like 20 minutes ago, and I freaking love her. Yeah, she's the best. So, well, I'm glad that the fiance figured it out and realized before it was too late, before he lost his future wife and agreed to go to therapy and stuff. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. Some people just don't realize it because that's how you grew up. What You know, you just you grow up with that. You learn that the whole time and you just don't really realize something's wrong until something like that happens. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I know. Let's uh, take a break quick. Sorry, we just had some technical difficulties. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're we're all good now. Um, you want to get into our first uh, listener story? I kind of want to read mine so I can just get out of the way. Oh, I was going to save it for last. God. You're going to put me last? Okay, that's fine. Do you want to read it? Nope. You can go nope. ahead. I'll save it for last. Okay. You go ahead. All right. So here's one that was sent in um, from one of our listeners. I'm really excited. I read them and they're actually really great so here's an anonymous story when i was in college facebook was new and growing so it was popular to be part of groups and pages and chats towards the end of my college career i became friends with somebody named tony 
who was part of the same Facebook group as me. He lived in California, and I lived in Wisconsin. We started chatting about random stuff related to the group, and eventually kind of became pen pals. We would just chat with each other often on, on and off the course of the next year. Eventually, we swapped numbers, and we would text and call occasionally, even just chit-chat. Always just friendly banter. This went on for about two and a half years. We'd chat, comment on each other's posts, even banter with each other's family and friends in the comment sections, and continue chatting via the phone on occasion. New Year's Eve of 2012 into 2013, I went to message Tony Happy New Year as I was messaging everyone I knew, but I noticed I couldn't find his profile. Weird. But I was drunk and having fun at the bar, so I didn't think about it. The next morning, I woke up to go message him again, and his profile wasn't there. That's weird. Where's his profile? So I decided to look up his brother, who we had commented on each other's comment section occasionally on Tony's posts, and I noticed his brother's profile was gone too. Weird. So I searched for Tony's friend Brandon. Again, someone I remembered from comments on Tony's posts, and Brandon was also not there. What is going on? So a few weeks go by, and I receive a message from somebody named Dylan. I recognized his face, but I didn't know him personally. He messaged me asking if I was still friends with Tony, and I said no, because he disappeared. He then continued to tell me that Tony was not real. He was some guy in Ohio who had stolen somebody else's pictures and created a fake profile. But not only did he create Tony's profile... He created Tony's brother and friends who would tag him in posts to make it appear as if he was a real person. Overall, this guy in Ohio has created dozens of fake profiles to make Tony look real. So he was a catfish, but the weird weird part was he never asked for any money or anything weird like a relationship. We were just friendly pen pals who chatted for two and a half years but two and a half years of talking with someone fake. Wow. Talk about a mind fuck. You go two and a half years thinking you have a long distance friend in California, and now he doesn't actually exist. There would be times when I heard a joke or saw a meme and I would think, oh, Tony would love this. But Tony isn't real. It took a while for my brain to register that. It was almost like a friend had died. Here's a little bonus part. Years later, I was searching through my old messages on Facebook Messenger, and somehow I came across the old messages from Tony's profile. Profile no longer exists, but the messages stay there. And it reminded me about the whole situation. And then I remember that you can take photos and do a reverse search on Google to find the source of a photo. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I decided to find a photo of of Tony and do a reverse Google search and popped up up popped up some other guy who was a wrestler in college whose name is not Tony, now has a wife and kids, and it was so weird to see a profile with some other name with this person's photos knowing that years ago someone was stealing their pictures and pretending to be a guy named Tony. Part of me wanted to message a stranger and tell him, but that also sounds creepy. Plus, I'm guessing he might have found out when everything went down in 2013. That's it. Holy fuck. That's a wild story. Catfish. That's a wild story. Back when like MTV Catfish was like just coming out too. So like, you know, like people knew that there were, there could have been, you know, people online, but they didn't really know to the extent of like what we do now, you know? Right. It'd be awesome if this person, like if they were still talking to them. To do the whole catfish thing. Right. That'd be so cool. Should have did it in like 2014. Yeah. Met Neve and Max and going on the show. That would be cool. I just think it was really weird that it was like, it was a friendship, you know? It wasn't a relationship. Never asked for money. Never did any of the weird like usual catfish things. So that's a little like, like it, it was, it was, it's odd to me. You know, why not just be a friend 
a friend with with this person with this listener well maybe they on just, your original profile yeah, you but, know but maybe they just wanted a friend just to talk to but they didn't want them i don't know to see their who they actually are yeah it could have been somebody who's like self-conscious or something you know and right but two and a half years uh, yeah it's a long time i feel like after a couple of months you'd be like hey man i'm so sorry this is what happened right whatever add me on this profile instead and i don't know if listener would or wouldn't have but either way i don't know two and a half years is a long time and then yeah just not ask for any money or anything i just think it was it that's just weird you know it is weird (laughs) and to like make a bunch of other profiles yeah to To even further like make it think that it was real right you think that they would be looking for like a relationship or something you know I maybe these people that catfish i don't know like have like multiple personality disorder or something they could i don't know or like i, I was kind of talking about before they could just be like like self-conscious with how they look and possibly think that people won't be friends with them because of how they look right they're just lonely or something so maybe they are just like oh well i'm gonna put this profile picture up but i'm gonna talk as myself kind of thing right just make some friends either way i mean i feel it's like kind of sad in a way too because it really is like i i feel i kind of feel bad for this guy like tony quote unquote because you don't know what the his situation was right and i mean our listener who wrote it in you know i obviously like that would hurt you too to find out that your friend that you were talking to for two and a half years wasn't real right like that's like two and a half years like that's a good friend right that you'd probably consider that person to be one of your best friends right and might even you know be like oh let's plan a trip and meet up and i mean yeah even if you haven't even met this person right you can consider them your best friend right it depends on the type of connection you had just by having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Have you ever been catfished before? Uh, I think. I don't know. Hmm. I have no idea. I block anybody I don't know. Oh, yeah. Random people try to add me. I'm like, block. Don't know you. Well, yeah. There's a. I have like a bunch of like Facebook requests, mm-hmm. like friend requests. I don't even respond to them. Yeah. Either press decline or just ignore it. If I know, like if it's it's because I still don't have some of your family and stuff on my Facebook. So like if it's somebody like that or if I know them and I'm just, I don't have them, I'll accept it. But other than that, sorry. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, like I don't just talk to random people. Like if people add me, like there's people that I know. Right. That add me, like from school and stuff. Yeah. I still don't accept it. Because, like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not friends with anybody from high school. Right. Like, not one person from high school I'm friends with. All of my friends now are people I've met in my adult life. Yeah. Like, I don't care about anybody from high school. Pretty much same besides, like, couple, couple I mean, of our friend group. There's a few, there's a few people. <clears throat> There's a few people that, like, I know from high school. Yeah. That I still care about. Like, I had this lifelong best friend. And right. And he, like, we just don't talk. And part of that's me just not even responding. I'm really bad at messaging. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really, really I bad know. at it. I know. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess like when I was in middle school and like Facebook was a thing, you know, I would add I would add like, quote unquote, random people, but they weren't really random. They were people who went to surrounding schools and like I knew of them, but I wasn't like friends with them or really talked to them. You know, it just I don't know. It was just kind of a thing when we were younger to do that. Yeah, but we got to remember you went to a school with like I had like 36 people in my graduating class. Five people. Yeah basically so the surrounding schools it was like a couple hundred people that i'm like okay i know of you because you live around here but 
Anyways, you want to get into the next listener story? Yeah, I do. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before I start this story, I want to preface that I've never told this publicly before, and I am not a storyteller. And with that being said, here we go. Everything I am about to tell you is 100% true and based on real life events that I encountered. So a little backstory before we get into the thick of a story. So in April-ish of 2019, I found out that my wife at the time was cheating on me. After I found out, she moved into an apartment of her own and I stayed living in the house. Her and I have a son together and co-parent 50-50. Two days on, two days off, three days on, etc. You went through that when you were growing up. Schedule for anyone that co-parents knows how hard this can be. We filed for divorce in June of uh, 2019 and ended up finalizing the divorce at the end of December. In an effort to move on shortly after my now ex-wife moved out, I started talking to a few women on dating apps and on Snapchat and texting went on and went on a couple of dates. Well, I met my now wife and I began dating in July of 2019. I'm guessing that's 20. No. 2019. The timeline of all this is important. My ex-wife began dating the guy she cheated on me with in May. So, before they were divorced. We ended up having to get lawyers involved for the divorce because we couldn't come to agreements on certain things. She had an extra old iPhone and, without my knowledge, logged into my account on that phone. To those that don't own iPhones, I will explain what this means. Um, to those that do have iPhones, you may see where this is going. So with her logging into my account on that phone, every iMessage I received on my phone also appeared on her phone, which means any attachments sent from my iPhone to iPhone showed up on her phone as well. I didn't know this was going on until her and her boyfriend broke up and his sister messaged me on Facebook and told me that my ex-wife was reading every conversation I have had with iPhone users since April. It was now November, so for nearly eight months, she had been eavesdropping on my conversations with friends, family, co-workers, girlfriends, everyone. It was very uncomfortable and vulnerable feeling when you find out that anything that was talked about for months was read by a recipient that was not supposed to. So now I have a gripe with an apple or gripe with Apple and have this constant anxiety to instantly, oh my gosh, to go into my settings and double check that my only my iPhone is logged into my account. Let this be a lesson to anyone that you may think you know a person and what they're capable of, but sometimes people will surprise you. This is something I never in a million years thought I would experience, nor even read in a book or have seen in a movie. I am still unsure what her motive was in all of this. If it was try to find dirt to try and blackmail me or use in court or what. But all I can say is there was a lot of lessons learned here. To anyone out there having anything like this going on, learn from my mistakes so you don't make the same one. From here on out, the story just gets boring, so feel free to end here. But if interested in the anticlimactic ending, I will share it. We're going to read it anyways. So with this information, I contacted friends that work in the police department and that informed me that this was actually a felony. But with the way the law is written, unless I can 100% prove that my information was not saved on her phone and that she actually guessed my password, there is nothing they can do other than tell her to sign out of my account. Which, life lesson, change passwords right away when you have crazy exes crazy that would i mean that's kind of it kind of happened yeah oh actually no it did happen to me actually with my apple my email my snapchat my facebook uh, well everything yeah like any social media any uh, literally anything that happened to me yeah i remember you telling me about that yeah crazy i Uh, was told i was told that i'm a cheater because i had multiple emails who the fuck doesn't have who the who has just one email i have like 10 same literally 
you're a cheater then because you have 10 emails well, you, have, you have people emailing you about meeting up and sending you news through your emails oh my god yeah 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 you know what my emails are <laughs> spam mostly spam right i have like three personal i have a couple work ones you know what i mean it's just i have some from when i was younger and i just don't even use them anymore so right that was fuck i was when I was told I was a cheater because I had multiple emails, I was like, I don't, what? That's insane. What, what are oh you talking God. about? Right. I, it just it blew my mind. So a quick little funny story. Um, the whole two iPhone thing, that's how I found out my ex was cheating on me. He had an, I, an, an old iPhone. He was still logged on. And I had my suspicion. And I looked through, don't blame me. Oh, I looked Lexi. through and I saw all the messages and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, good on you, but like, that's kind of fucked up. I had my suspicion and well, it, and like, I messaged the girl cause I knew the girl and I messaged her and I asked her flat out. I was like, I'm not going to be mad at you, but like, are, do you have something going on with him? Cause if you do, like, I, I want to know. And she was like, no, no, we're no, nothing's going on. But mm, she was kind of underage at the time. So, yeah, that's yeah. how I found that out. Les Lexi's ex is a child predator. Which goes into my next story. Which <laughs> she was, what, 16? Yeah. So he, him and I were both 18. She was 16. Yeah. And went to the high school that we both went to. Yeah. She was called the cops on him. Yeah. But... There was no, like, there was evidence that he was, like, flirting with her over text, but there was no evidence that they actually, like, did something over text. Like, mm -hmm. I knew that it happened, but there was no, like, proof. So, like, how how would that go, you know? Yeah. I think that's, I don't, I think that's why I didn't do that. Because otherwise, yeah, I definitely would have, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there was, no like, no quote-unquote evidence that motherfucking could be a red dot on the map the rest of his life he should be it should be Ugh. yeah all right diving in the next story this is actually about him so oh about your ex yeah okay cool so this is my story um it's with this this ex that i just uh shared that little information on how i figured out he was cheating and honestly this happened like right after i found that out so we're just going to kind of dive right in. But for our old, for our other listener tale with um, the wife and everything, that's crazy. But I'm glad that you found your yeah, he's, current wife. Yeah. So he's married. He's married. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad. I hope everything is okay with you and yeah. your new current wife. Yeah. Hopefully she's like 100 times better and not mm -hmm. a phone creep and... I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope everything works out between you two and you have a happy, healthy, fantastic marriage. Yes, me too. Because what you had to endure during your first marriage is bullshit. Yep. And I feel really bad. Yeah, I do too. I mean, like, I, I get that anxiety of like, you know, he, he said like, I ha I constantly look at my iPhone and make sure nobody's logged into it and like that's a that's a huge form of anxiety and i i kind of get that like i had that after some of my exes because of cheating and all that other stuff you know of like well yeah i had to go through the same thing right like we just talked about we both yeah we were talking about it earlier but yeah dylan and i both had to go through that because we've we both have had cheating lying manipulative exes and it's so weird and different and kind of even hard to be with somebody who doesn't do any of that so it's just like a totally different dynamic and we had to figure it out in the beginning but we both realized right away that it was it was honestly like a relief and it was just like great it was great feeling yeah to put these like oh, hold on oh, okay yeah. <coughs> i had a really bad tickle in my throat oh <laughs> <clears> throat> oh that hurt um I forgot what I was saying. Um, I was talking about like manipulative exes and then feeling good and relief and stuff that we met each other. and. Oh, yeah. 
I had to put these walls up because I was like, I couldn't trust Lexi because not right away because of what I had to go through. Yeah. So I was like, I can't like, I can't just have like a, a relationship like I've had in the past where it's like, okay, let's do this and this and this and this and we're best friends and whatever mm-hmm. because I was trying to trying to protect myself. But then once I realized like, oh, I think this is like a normal human being. It was literally like a few weeks in that I think we both let our walls down yeah, and like opened up to each other real deep and stuff. And we just realized right away, like, wow, you're actually a great human being and we're a good match. And well, you're not a great human being. You're just normal. Yeah. You know, no, you're pretty great. Thanks. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we're married later and we, you know, and. We have a house and everything. I just, I wouldn't want to spend life with anybody else but you. I know who I'd like to spend life with. Who is it? Is it, uh, what's her name? Uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I knew it. 100, 110%. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if she walked in right now, I don't know. <laughs> if she said that, I'm not even, oh, I'm done. I'm not even. You know mine? It. Uh, we just know. watched the movie with There's him so in many. it. Wait, what? We just watched a movie with him in it. I don't. I, Chris Pratt. Oh yeah. Well, I would. I would. I would leave you for him too. Oh my god. <laughs> I would. To- I would totally be gay for him. Oh. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm. I'd leave you for Jennifer Aniston. So. Oh. <laughs> Anybody would leave anybody for Jennifer Aniston. I know. What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> and this is what we joke about in our marriage and stuff. It's just very fun. It's kind of fucked up. We're just talking about leaving each other, but yeah. That's no, it. but it's celebrity. Like, I don't even want to say crushes because it's like we both even agree upon it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's fun. It's fun talking about that. So, because mm-hmm. it's not literally not ever attainable. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. So 110% not attainable. Two people from Wisconsin are like, yeah. We love you. We love you. We want to marry you. All right. Now that I got my laughter and we're going to get serious. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So 2018, I was deploying overseas. I had a very manipulative ex who I shared an apartment with. The cheater. I broke up with him a few months before deploying but agreed to keep the apartment. I was dumb as fuck. So I didn't have to move any of my stuff in less than a month before deploying. We had a written agreement of what would be paid. I paid for half the rent and he paid for everything else. About a month after I deployed, around October of 2018, I got an email that the rent and utilities were not being paid. I talked to the lawyers overseas and they stated I could cancel my my half of the lease without any repercussion. I spent days talking to my rom. Around 2 to 4 a.m. my time, since there was an eight-hour time difference, about getting things and what uh, to do with everything. I sent in all the paperwork and canceled my half of the lease. By this time, it was already November 2018, so I had until December to get all of my things out. Since I was halfway around the world, my mom, sister, stepdad, and stepdad all helped me move my things into a storage unit. On one of the first days of moving, my mom called me around 3 a.m. my time and told me there were three random people in my apartment. She was pissed and called the cops. Turns out my ex had given this key to three people he kind of knew and let them live there. Over half of my things in that apartment were ruined due to them smoking in the apartment. I had a brand new couch for my dad that was completely trashed. Half of my clothes were worn by the one girl who was living there, so they needed to be thrown out. One of the guys who was living there was from my hometown and going to college to become a cop. He followed me on Instagram, so I messaged him somewhere along the lines of, so a wannabe wannabe cop is going to squat in my apartment and fuck it completely up while I'm defending my seas, defending my seas, oh my God, while I'm overseas defending my country. How low of a person do you have to be to do that? 
He best he messaged back a bunch of mean names and shit, but I didn't care. The other girl living there actually followed me on Instagram, and I saw her most recent posts were on my couch with my pictures hanging behind her. I was dealing with this all while working 10 plus hour days in a foreign country. Luckily, my mom got what she could and left the rest. It took a lot of of self-discovering for the rest of the nine months while I was overseas to really figure myself out and know what I want. At the end, I felt like a whole different person. Looking back on it now, it feels like a lifetime ago. And to end this on a bad note, I forgot to call the utilities and get my name off, so I owed over $500 in collections when I came back home. I paid it, and the last contact I had with my ex was just politely asking if he would pay half. He didn't. And that's my story, guys. Yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit. He's a huge piece of shit. Oh, yeah, not kind of a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Like, oh, my God. It was just one thing after another, you know, and... You never I, actually I was told overseas. me that story. Really? No. Just being, just being overseas in general, it was my very first time deploying. I was freshly 18-ish. I was about to turn 19 in March. Um... So, like, this was my first time over there. You try to adjust. Adjusting to a different time period, especially, like, eight hours, is huge. It was, it's bad. Like, it's really hard to adjust because it's basically, it's a night and day difference, you know? So, I as I'm, like, trying to adjust, I'm trying to work these 10 plus hour days and then getting, having to not sleep at night and getting calls from my mom at, like, three o'clock in the morning. I knew... That was when she was able to call because of her work schedule and everything else. So like, and I knew it had to be done. So like, I'm not mad at her. I'm not blaming her at anything, but it was just so much and it was so overwhelming and so frustrating to not be able to do anything over there. It was just like a quick call, like, Hey, this is what we're doing. You know? And I, I had no power over it. I had no control over it, but yeah, like I said, the rest of the nine months or so that I was deployed, um, I worked out a lot, a lot, found some really good friends who I'm still pretty, not pretty good friends, but but I'm still in contact with them every now and then. And yeah, it was just, it was different, but I found myself and I found what I wanted in life and what I wanted from a partner and all that other stuff. And couple months after I came back, I met Dylan. <laughs> and here he is. Here I am. And we're married, and I love life. Now. So. Here I am. Got to go through the, oh, I don't know, what is that called? What is that saying? Got to go through, like, the bushes to get to the ocean. I don't know. That, go through. You like got to go through the thick of it to get to the beautiful part. Yeah. The good part. I don't know the saying, but something like that. Well. I mean, what I always said was, you, the only good thing, I think it's from a movie. I don't remember what movie it's from, but I, I quote it all the time. It, it's so, okay, sorry. I'm going to actually say it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only good thing about hitting rock bottom is you can only go up. Yeah. So. Yes. And yes. I, I used to always quote that and then somehow i always just kept hitting more rock bottoms (laughs) and it like just further and further but now i'm going back up so sooner or later here it's going to drop back down no at some point it always happens like that it's life is ups and downs yeah um well we we kind of hit a little thing last year but not between us at all but i was like what are you talking about our uh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, kind of hit a little rough thing with some family and other things like that, but... I'm not going to say, I hope they die. But All I'm saying is <laughs> karma. Karma, bitch. Yeah. You get what's coming to you. Yep. You want to fuck us over? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It'll come back ten times harder for you. I hate you with all of my being. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just I I cannot stand both of you. Yeah, one more, one more than the other. But yeah, both of you. I hate both of you. 
don't so, know. Maybe so we'll tell that story sometime. But maybe we can. Uh, we're we're still kind of in the thick of it right now, so we we're can, yeah. We can leave names out. And we want to just kind of get it all figured out first before we say anything about it. Yeah, but we can definitely tell that story in the future. Once Next bonus done. episode. Yeah. Well, we mean we hopefully might a, we might have a different bonus episode before that. Right. So. I don't know. We have an appointment in May, so. Yeah, we'll get it figured out. We'll be it'll, it'll be good. All right. We'll be done. Are you ready for yours? No. Oh my gosh. I I'm I so excited. No, I can't do I'm it. I'm the one who gets to sit here and just chill. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to turn my computer to you. You can read it. No, you can do it. No, I can't. It's short. God damn it. It's very easy. Okay. All right. So this was my grandma. And let's, we can discuss it after I read the story. So let's just get into it. So I have a grandma who is super religious, and as I mentioned before, Lexi and I are not religious at all. My whole family was out to eat for Easter, and I have sort of a big family, not like we don't have a ton of people in our family, so it was we had a table full of, I don't know, probably like 10, 12 people. Um, so step-siblings, their significant others, their kids, um my mom, my stepdad, and then my grandma. My grandma isn't married anymore, so my grandpa wasn't there, obviously. Um, so after we're done eating, my grandma busts out this purse-sized holy water and starts putting it on some of my family members' hands. I hesitantly accept, but my wife said, no, thank you. My grandma immediately says, what, are you atheist? To which my wife says, no, I'm more agnostic. My grandma then comes back and says, so you worship the devil? And then she said, I do not condone, condone your marriage. I am disappointed in my, in my grandson, or sorry, I am disappointed my grandma married someone without any faith. Your marriage will endure many hardships without following the path of God. I immediately stood up and told her, you do not talk to my wife like that, and said, we're leaving. I walked out to go to the car while my wife stayed behind and gave everyone else in the family hugs goodbye. I was fuming with anger, and I know she was very hurt. God, this is making me so... I just My heart is pounding right now to read this story. Ugh. All right. I'll continue with it. I'm sorry. My wife ended up... Oh, wait. Wow. We ended up at my mom's house later that day without my grandma there. We were told that's just how she is, but we both weren't going to deal with that disrespect. I got a text from my grandma later trying to, quote-unquote, apologize. But it was a long paragraph about how she's disappointed in me and how our marriage isn't going to last. Minus a few hellos here and there, we have not spoken to her since. She has not tried to give us an, give an actual apology. And honestly, both you and I agree that until that does happen... We don't. We shouldn't have any contact with her, regardless. So I just, that's my story, and I'm finally happy. I'm done with it. I'm gonna crawl, crawl in a hole now. <laughs> no, you did a really good job. Um, yeah, honestly, I was like, damn near in tears. Yeah, there. I was very, very, very upset. It was. I was just. I couldn't even say anything. I'm so glad that you said something because I could not even say anything well as soon i as was she... just like sitting there like <clears throat> with my jaw dropped just freaking flabbergasted like what the hell just happened right well as soon as she said like are you because i knew when she pulled the holy water out and she said because she wanted us to pray bef like after we ate we had to pray before we ate which i just like folded my hands and bowed my head and just sat there um, but yeah, then after she was handed out the holy water and when she, when you rejected the holy water and then she brought up, are you an atheist? And you said, no, I'm more agnostic. I knew shit was about to hit the fan. I didn't know that it was going to go to that extent. Right. But I definitely knew that something bad was going to happen. See, at this point, like I, I knew her. And I knew what she has done before, which we won't really get into the podcast, but she has done other things, you know, and kind of 
kind of hurt me, I guess, in a way um, of just like what she said. But I just kind of like brushed them off, you know, because I'm like, oh, older generation, you know, they don't really get what's going on with Dylan and I and everything. And yeah, but I assumed, which is my mistake, that she wouldn't be like that and that she would just hear me out, I guess. That's that's all I was kind of asking for is like, I, I figured she'd just be like, oh, okay, and like move on because I knew that like your step-siblings and stuff like weren't religious at all either. So I was like, okay, well, she's like probably not going to give it to them. You know, like what, what's the difference? Right. You know, it's like, what's the big deal, I guess, in my mind? Because it's just like, I don't, for me, not, you know, being more agnostic, not really having a religion, I don't want to participate in a religion, in a specific religion custom, because I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, why, why would I go, you know, to a church and pray and do all this other stuff when I'm not, I don't believe in that religion and I don't want to be there. I feel like that's disrespectful or more disrespectful. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So to me, it's just, you know, politely saying no, thank you was the respectful thing to do. Right. But I, uh, I don't know. I guess not. So well, it is what it is. And she can, uh, whatever. I don't, it doesn't, yeah. it's not, it's not the end of the world. And if she wants to, like, it's in one aspect, you want to try to be the bigger person in all of it. Right. But on the other end, it's like, okay, what was said is extremely disrespectful. And I don't, I mean, no one, first of all, no one is going to talk to you like that. Right. And I don't want to be talked to like that. Yep. So I don't really care in a way. Like I, I know I don't care to mend that relationship. Well, I don't. I don't want to just like let it off the hook. If that makes sense, right? I don't want to just forgive and forget. No, I want an apology, and I want there to be kind of a conversation and to be like, "Hey, okay, from going now on forward, we're just don't talk about religion. That's it. Or right. if you do, don't force it on me or other people." Because that's not what we want, you know? I also want (laughs) $10,000 a week transferred to an offshore account. Right. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird for me because my my family really isn't religious at all. Like, both sides, my mom and my dad's sides, we're just not super religious. I'm, I'm not the person who grew up going to church. That just wasn't me. It just wasn't my family. Um. See, I went to church. It was really boring. Yeah. I just so, didn't like it. I didn't I, I didn't like it. We technically, I technically got, got baptized. So I guess I'm technically Catholic or whatever, I think. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I have no I, idea. You're Catholic so or I Christian? Was, I don't I was know. supposed to go to like a first communion and I went the very first day and they're like, here's five pages of all these different like poems and stuff that you have to memorize from the Bible and you have to repeat them in like five days when you do your first communion. And I was like, what? So I tried that night. I went home and I tried and I literally couldn't even get half of the first one. And then I was like crying and I was like, mom, I don't, I don't want to do this. I really don't. Like, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't, I can't memorize this stuff. It doesn't like mean anything to me. And yeah, like I've said before, my mom never forced that on me. And she was like, oh, if you don't want to, like, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not going to like force you to do something you don't want to do. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Religion to me is great. If you have a religion you line up follow, more power to you. I'm happy for you. Right. I just, I don't want people to push it on me and treat me the way that you and I were both treated by my grandma. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel too. Like, like you, I, uh, I respect other people. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was just going to say like, I, I was just going to repeat what I said. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I don't care about, like, I care about your religion. I care about what you believe in. Yeah. Don't push it on me. Yep. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. You don't need to intercept that and try to make your own, I mean, your own like narratives and how you want to 
have you want to make other people have religion too right because nobody thinks the same in this entire world i mean you see it on the news every day yeah people are everybody's different does not matter yeah that's literally exactly how i feel it was really weird i don't know if you went through it but we had a goal when we were in high school i think it was like ninth grade we went through i think it was world history and we ended up covering religion on one point so we went through like world religion and we got to learn a little bit about like pretty much every religion out there and it was really cool it was very very interesting there was a lot of different religions that i like there's little bits and pieces that i was like oh i I like that i agree with that that feels like me but then there were like a lot of other parts that I just I didn't agree with or I didn't personally like so it's like that's kind of when I clicked in my head and I was like oh I just don't feel like I fit into any one of these categories so I just feel like I'm gonna be kind of over here and like believe in what I want to kind of thing so yeah I don't we didn't no you didn't oh Mm -mm. we had like a I think it was like a month that we spent on it but Mm -mm. it was really interesting because you got to see it like I don't know. I like history and stuff. It's really interesting to like watch and listen to and read about. But yeah, we got into like a ton of different religions. It was really cool. Well, I mean, we got to look back at my ACT scores and <laughs> I did I did very well in science. Yeah. So, maybe I should have been a science teacher instead of doing flooring for a living. <laughs> oh. That's okay. I did really well in English. And I did terrible in math. I don't remember. I, I didn't see what I did in math. I don't know. It was about the same as me, honestly. Mm. But our English teacher spent like four months just like prepping us hardcore. She was like pushing everything. And I was like, okay. But we all got like, I think the whole class got 26s and aboves, which was like really good, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm better at math than you. Yeah. I like math. I yeah. like textbook math so a lot. Here's the thing. Is I like math, but I do not like the whole like putting letters in with numbers. See, that's what I like. I hate that I'm shit. I'm so good at that. You give me a, a question where I can do like quick math in my head, whether it be like the division or multiplication, addition, subtraction. I'll figure it out. But when you start throwing like letters. You do like areas and stuff, though, too. What? Right? You do like the area, like the square foot and area and all that other stuff. Yeah. You do that all in your head too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's just multiplication. Yeah, I'm really bad at that. But like, give me like the Y squared plus 10Y. That shit's stupid. I don't know, 25? No, that shit's stupid. Yeah, 100% me. No, no. Mm Mm-mm. I can, do, I can do that shit in my head. I yeah? know how to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time we'll do it with your eyes closed and see how it works. All right. No, it won't pull happen. Up, pull up one and I'll, I'll let you know what the answer is. Do you want me to pull up an equation right now? Yeah. I'll pull up an equation. Okay. What do you want me to look up? Any any math equation with letters. With letters. Oh, my God. Let's see what we got. Um. Okay. What is it called? It's Okay. So it's algebra. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that one's easy. 3 plus x equals 10. 7. x yeah. equals 7. Yeah. Right. That one's easy. I need some. I need one here that is like extremely fucking difficult. Um, I don't fucking know. All right. Well, we can kind of close out the podcast and we'll just do this right after. Okay? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's one. Okay. Okay. Uh, 5x plus 2y equals 13. Oh, man. Not not the x's and the y's. Oh, you just said I letters. said do like the y squared plus. No, no, no. No, that's not what you said. That's what I said. I literally said do the y squared plus whatever. No. Do y squared plus 10y plus 25 or something okay, like that. Okay, well, you know what? I, we'll figure it out. I'll I, let you know. I'm I'm disappointed in you. I don't remember how to do the multiple letters. I forgot. Okay. But Okay. You said you could do it. I can do the other one. Okay. I that's, like fine. Why. I like that's fine. Okay. okay. If you have any stories that you want to send in, anything at all, it can literally be your dog 
took a shit in your yard yesterday. Oh my god! And it looked like Johnny Cash. I, I mean, it can literally anything. I don't oh know. Oh my god! You can send them into the w one at gmail.com. Um. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at the W Podcast, and we also have a Facebook page at the W Podcast. Um. Thank you for those listeners who sent in their stories. It was a lot of fun reading those. I think we enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun reading those stories. Well, I didn't read them. I got to listen to them, but I got to read my own story, which made me very nervous, and I will never be doing it again. Okay. I will never read a story again. Thanks for listening to the bonus episode. Check out Tuesday for the new um, episode eight, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. Episode eight. All right. Tuesday. All right. See you See guys. See you next time. Bye.